I'm starting off the day in a better mood than what I was last week, so no moaning. Quite the opposite, actually. Good breakfast, good sleep, so I'm ready to go. I checked my phone this morning, like most people, I have the bad habit of that. As soon as I wake up, I check my phone and I saw something which made me smile. I had two notifications from two different people requesting some remote bass session playing from me. And I went back and forth with them and what they wanted seemed pretty interesting. So I thought I would break down some of my tips for doing remote music session work. In my case, I specialize in bass, but then I also do some guitar as well, as I had some pretty interesting backs back and forth with these people in a short space of time. The first step being just clarifying actually what the end product is. I do a few things. I can either play from tabs, notation, MIDI, uh, just a track, or even just a hummed idea. If someone's got an idea, then develop from that. And if, and if they're stuck for ideas, they can just send me a beat and I'll just create an original bass line. So I offer a few different things. So the first point was actually clarifying what they want from me which is really, really key. What was really funny was that with one of the people, I went back and forth, I got to the end of the interaction, they said, oh yeah, they want guitar, not bass guitar. And that was really on my fault, on my poor communication. I should have clarified, do you, want, do you want bass guitar or do you want electric or acoustic guitar? So I should have really clarified that from the beginning. So the first point is clarifying what they actually want. The second point being, it's really, really useful to get a reference track. That reference track could be, YouTube links work well with that of a tune that they're going for um, or some, or th there may be particular elements in the reference track that they like. So one person sent me the YouTube clip and I wanted to clarify what they actually liked about that. And they quite liked sort of like the low kind of muted feel to the bass and it was quite broken up. There was lots of short notes and they quite liked that. So that was a really useful starting point for me to clarify what they actually wanted. And it just helps the process um, a lot more. The third point being, have they got a rough draft? Uh, look, as producers, we all do the thing of, you know, we work ages on something and then we say, oh yeah, here's the unmixed version. Uh, there's no, you know, I'm not judging because at the end of the day, you know, you're paying me to help you with your track. So you haven't got to prove anything to me. If anything, I've got to prove something to you to make sure that I do your track justice. In whatever state it is, a rough draft of the beat is absolutely important. I feel, especially more from a bass playing perspective, just because it's such a feel-based instrument, I can, it's not just the notes and what sections I play on, it's the actual feel of the track and I can only really completely match it to the feel if I'm doing it to the actual track which it's going to be on. That's just from my experience. And with that track, there's a few ways of formatting that track, just for simplicity purposes, in that have the track start right on the first beat and then also put details of the BPM because that will help avoid any syncing issues because I can just quite simply drop that into Logic, play the bass line, and then when I give you the separate file, you know it's gonna link up to your beat. You may put intros and other fancy stuff on it afterwards, that's absolutely fine. But for me as a session basis doing this gig remotely, because I'm not in the same room as you, 
having it clear from the beginning so it removes all of that room for error is really really helpful so that 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 really that's that that really works well and after i receive one of those things the fourth point is sounds stupid but to actually listen to the rough draft not just say yep yeah, i can do it. i can do this this and this it costs that much but to actually listen to it this came from the interaction i had with the person from michigan in that they said they wanted a couple of sections they wanted two eight bar loops and i listened to their rough draft and then there was a pre-chorus and then there was a middle eight in there and they want i wanted to check do you, did you just want those two loops because i heard those other sections as well and they said yeah just those two loops but that's good because it just it clarifies what is wanted i don't have that question in my mind so i can absolutely focus on what they want as opposed to what i think they want which just makes the process go a lot smoother the fifth point being what's the delivery format just so people know what to expect i think just having that clarity and putting it in writing up front it just helps to establish that trust and to make people feel more comfortable with you as they're not in the same room as you so by delivery format i mean the sample rate some people want it in you know 44 100 some people want it in 48 uh typically if they're going to be doing it to video because after it sinks there's some slight degrade degrading um um yeah there's slightly that so uh just to make sure that the sound quality is there so it's uh worth clarifying that high quality files so regardless of what they do if it always needs to be a WAV file from my point of view and what I like to deliver I always like to stress that I deliver unprocessed tracks I've got a pretty good signal chain going into my preamp that I paid enough money for um, as well as the pickups on my uh, bass so straight away I get a good sound so I say to people that you'll get the unprocessed sound that's because I know the starting point of what they're getting is really really good but then also, secondly, I'm thinking from a producer perspective, I want to give them that flexibility to mix it in the track about how they want. I don't want to put my interpretation of that. So they've got a great starting point and then they can mould in whatever way to suit the vibe of the track that they're going for. And the last but not least is delivery time. In that one person was very clear. They said, I need it soon, within three days somebody needs to go back and check with somebody that they're working with just to clarify what the timeline is so they'll probably establish that deadline give me a shorter deadline so they've got some wriggle rumors we're all working to each other's earlier deadlines aren't we uh, regardless of that it's just important to clarify when people are going to get it by because it goes back to trust which needs to be established even more so when you're working remotely when you're not even in the same country and they don't know me and I don't know them so what I'm like is based on how I interact and my clarity and answering any of those questions and those are some of the things that I think through when I'm doing remote uh, session work um, mainly bass and some guitar it's a lot of fun to do and I find establishing all of that clarity up front just helps me to do my best because I do what they want they're happy with what they want with they're happy with what they get and then hopefully they come back to me which i've had a few repeat customers which is always nice and hopefully just to get more because it means that i've done a good job they trust me and they like my sound so that's where my head is at today i'm going to crack on with a bit more recording but i'll be back again next week with some more thoughts about what i'm up to all right take care